And welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, your podcast for all things Thomas and Friends, Shining Time Station, etc., etc. I'm Tony. And I'm Orion. And we are here to be your guides to everything involved with Thomas and Friends, be it books, television, film, or other types of media that you can consume. And today we are taking a look at what is probably to most people the highlight of season two of Thomas and Friends, the Duck and Diesel trilogy. And of course, we are starting off with Pop Goes the Diesel. So uh, get up, uh, get together whatever device you're watching this on, set it to Pop Goes the Diesel and you can press play now. I have a particular affinity for these stories, uh, mostly the first two, but uh, part of that comes from the VHS, Better Late Than Never, which was one of my favorite VHSs. Uh, but the other part is I I had the Random House book of these stories, as well as a, a cassette narrated by Ringo. That would and be just... uh, Diesel's Devious Deed, correct? Yes. Yes, the book was Diesel's Devious Deed. And I loved it. I think it was a fantastic... I think these are a fantastic set of stories. They're among my favorites, at least for season two. I don't... I can't say that this is my favorite trilogy of all time or per se, but it's it's definitely... I, I think this is around the time that Audrey's writing shifted from being, you know, children's stories. Well, they're obviously still children's stories, but they shifted from just being children's stories to having a bit more depth to them. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and this is, of course, a nice intro to Diesel. One of the um, one of the great character themes that Mike O'Donnell and Junior Campbell wrote is the Diesel theme. Oh yeah. Um, my introduction to Diesel was actually with um, the episode Diesel Does It Again. Originally, when I was a mm. child, um, so I didn't, you know, when I first saw this, I I already knew who Diesel was. But um, but Diesel's a Diesel's a, a great character. Um, and uh, and uh, what, what's interesting is that um, you know his basis and Duck's basis they worked side by side just as right. they do here for um, for many 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 years, um, even after with the withdrawal of of most steam on British railways. They did actually yes, and it's interesting the fact that. A lot of the diesels we would meet in future would be the same basis as diesel, which made sense because in real life, the class 08 uh, BR shunters were the type of diesel that most populated British railways, at least in terms of shunting diesels. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love the I love the Reva thing a gummy. That's a funny. Yeah, uh, it's a very funny funny line here um i would say that uh this is my second favorite of the um of the episodes in the duck and diesel trilogy um right i would say i would i would rank them um i'd say close shave it's my favorite um and then followed by this and then followed by uh dirty work or diesel stevia steed um but um but I, i do like this this truck scene 
here. Right. Um, of course, it just goes into it goes into this very very quickly um, from the previous scene, um, which always seemed a little bit rushed. It does for me, but the, I mean that's how the story's written, of course. But right. um, but uh, but yeah, it's a good it's a good story. I do agree that it is my second favorite of the trilogy, but I, I'm actually the complete opposite of you where my personal favorite is Dirty Work. And not to say that I don't like a close shave. I do, of course. But I don't know. I just really liked Dirty Work as a story. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But now I say that, but really Dirty Work and Pop Goes the Diesel are almost tied if for no other reason than... Uh, depending on which version, of course, we actually get to hear Ringo sing again. It, he does a lot more of that in season two than he did in season one, which is kind of nice. True, yeah, and and I would say that that that's that's the part that I like the most about Dirty Work um, is um, is uh, are the the various insults and things like that, galloping sausage, and right. Um, uh, we'll get into that, but um, we will. But this uh, is yeah, this is. Obviously, a nice um, pop goes, pop goes the diesel um, song here, and I, um, and again, the first time that I probably actually heard this tune used on Thomas was for uh, Toad Stands By, when right. they do Pop Goes Old Ollie um, in yeah. uh, season four. Um, most likely, I would imagine that I had that I saw that episode before I saw this one, uh, given the normal uh, VHSs that I would have been watching. Um, yeah, that would but, but both are, both are fair versions. And that's a, that's a lovely throwback to, uh, to this episode here. So it really is. Yes. Well, that was pop goes the diesel. And so next up we have dirty work or diesel's devious deed. And you can go ahead and press play now. Um, as I said, this one is my favorite of the trilogy and, Again, it is just sort of tied with the first one. I love Diesel so much as a character, uh, at least in this first trilogy and in Diesel's Devious Deed. After that, I did sort of take him or leave him. But in seasons two and three, he is one of my favorite villains. Well, he's really the only villain that we get in uh, season in the early seasons. So, so you meant that you like him and Diesel does it again in season three? That's that's the one that you like? That's what I meant, Diesel. Okay, does it again, one. Yes. <laughs> Make sure, yeah. That's that's what I meant. Not yes. the world's strongest engine. That's not a not a good uh, one. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of that. Not a huge fan. No, of it's it's a repeat, uh, I, really, I, of of um, yeah. of Diesel does it again, honestly. Um, and uh, it, it, Thomas it and the Evil Diesel as a story is a decent story. Um, but, oh, it's a great um, story. I, in fact, it's the first of the. It is the first of the railway series tie-in books that I got. Hmm, yeah, and I I actually. Um, my sister found a copy for me um, last uh, last fall um, at a Ooh. thrift store, and it was a UK edition. Um, so oh, very good. very strange to find that. When I grew up, when I was growing up, I did have a version of it, but I believe it was Thomas and the Naughty Diesel, and it was and the, it, yeah the American yeah, one. I had that same one. It's not quite the same story, and obviously different illustrations. It's not Clive Spawn, right? Um, of course, and it's completely different, but. Um, but I did. I did have. I do have a, a UK version, which is awesome. Um, I love this shot of Henry turning around the turntable here because you get to oh, see yes. the um, just the scale of that model. Um, 
his season two model, which is super nice. Um, oh yes, it's very good. And I always liked um, the disgraceful, despicable, disgusting. Uh, yes, exchange which they use in a in a few other episodes. Yeah, but this is the first one to use it, I believe. Correct. Yes. Now I, I. I think part of why I like this so much is I do like Duck Tate's charge as well, because Duck's one of my favorite characters. Um, but I like this episode, or at least the later half of it, is a big callback to Duck Tate's charge. True, I, 100%. Um, something I, I wanted to mention that um, we missed here was um, when Duck puffed past the, the sheds um, that, that curved yes. line around, they use that shot a lot in season two. I don't know if we commented on that already, but, um, but they, they use that angle um, on the side of the sheds um, and that line running past a lot in season two. Um, they do. Um, they? You know, particularly in this one, in um, the Donald and Douglas episodes, I believe it's used in, um, in both of those. Um, it and, is. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, many, many times um, more so than it was in season one, um, and especially that low camera angle. I don't think was ever used in season one. Maybe only in um, Thomas, Terrence in the Snow, or Thomas's Christmas Party, perhaps. I think I believe so. I believe so. Yes. Um, yes. But that would be it. But I, I quite like this bit where after. Um... After the three engines tell the fat controller uh, about the names that the trucks have given them that they claim Duck gave uh, gave them, how the fat controller sort of coughs to try to cover a laugh. And then the narrator even says he had been trying not to laugh himself. I don't know why. I just really like Yeah, that. it's very funny. And uh, you know, if the dome fits, uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Duck throwing some shade. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, which is funny. This, there is a lot of shade in this episode. <laughs> ha- have you read the second Duck and Diesel trilogy in the uh, in the annuals? Or I, I know SIF has a few um, audio narrations of the annuals up on the website now. Uh, I don't know if you've read or heard any of them, uh, but they basically go I- into the backstory of how Diesel came up with the nicknames for the three big engines, and they're quite interesting. Yeah, I believe I did. Um, of yeah, of course, many many years ago, but um, but I, I believe that I did. Um, um, they certainly ring a bell. The rest of Ed Scott Breyer and um, one particularly. Um, right. but uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was Diesel's devious deed or or dirty work. Um, and that's uh, the of course the central part of the Duck and Diesel trilogy, and now we will be moving on to a close shave, or a close shave for Duck, for the, yep. uh, for U.S. audiences, which I don't really know why they need to change the... Um, <laughs> Me either. That's because, you know, I, I can see, like, where changing Thomas and Gordon to Thomas gets tricked. You know, okay, I get it. Changing, you know... Um, Percy and Harold. Thomas and the Trust. Yeah, Percy and Harold to Percy proves a point. All right, sure, because that that you know describes the episode a little bit more. Changing a close shave to a close shave for Duck doesn't really add anything, in my opinion. But that's just yeah. Me. I guess just trying um, to get um, the the name of the engines in the titles. Um, but you know they didn't do that for, for instance, for um, 
you know, and, and for American audiences, they changed Thomas Percy and Nicole to double trouble. So it didn't include an engine's name at all. Exactly. And, you know, they didn't change cows to, uh, you know, Edward, Edward, Gordon, Henry, Toby, Percy, and the cow. <laughs> you know, they changed it to a cow <laughs> That would have been the longest title <laughs> ever. Um, so it's just interesting that they, that they, you know, they didn't call it, yes. you know, uh, Edward James and uh, the boys who fiddled on his footplate. Yeah, they just left it as old iron. So it's just uh, funny that they uh... <laughs> the boys who fiddled on his footplate. I that that is, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get that to be a replacement title for old iron. Now, thank you very much for that. Uh, but we should, uh, we should in fact start the story. Uh, so if you if you do have a close shave or a close shave for duck. Uh, in the queue, uh, then go ahead and press play now. And the the footplate fiddlers are the local Sodor band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You know that should be the name of. Uh, if I were to ever have enough patience to practice a musical instrument, that I I should get a band together, and that's what I would name my band. The footplate fiddlers. Yes, the footplate fiddlers. I like this sequence with Duck um, helping out Edward, and and especially um, him being on the back. Um, it's it's a nice it's a nice little sequence here, um, uh, and it's nice to just see him happy and um, and helping out Edward. And I like that. I like the Edward Duck relationship, and um, we don't get too much of it throughout the um throughout the rest of the show, but we do get it a little bit in no. Gordon and the famous visitor. Um we do get a little bit of that. And I love this shot I, at the top of it. Of Gordon Sill, sorry to interrupt. Um but no, okay. I love him rolling across the points. It's the only time that we see that part of Gordon Sill. It is, and that's a very nice shot. Um it's interesting that you bring up the relationship between Duck and Edward because you're right, it's not one that we see very much after well, after famous visitor, really. This is uh, an, a pretty exciting sequence. Th- this is this is another part of why I love this episode or this trilogy. In fact, is because a lot of it's exciting, and you know we're in the third episode already. It doesn't feel like much time has gone by at all. Plus, you know I always love the chase sequences, and I do consider this a chase. So, yeah, yeah. this is one of my favorite crashes in the whole series. So. Um, I, I love this station set up here, um, for Crosby station. It's a great one. Um, and I was happy that they brought the station back for season five, um, in, in a modified form, but it was still there. Right. Um, but yeah, absolutely. absolutely love this, uh, sequence of him crashing into the barber, um, into the barbershop. It's beautifully done. Beautifully done. Yeah, I do like how this episode is resolved as well. Where you know the barber is angry at Duck for frightening his customer. He's he's not upset so much about the fact that a that a train has just crashed through his wall. He's more upset that his customer was frightened. Yeah, customer is always right. He he's a good barber. <laughs> that's that's very true. <laughs> That's very and true. interesting that they use that they use Thomas's large scale face for um, for Duck that we had previous uh, or will be seeing, I suppose, in uh, right. Thomas comes to breakfast. 
Or we will see. Yes. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yes. And I like any episode that features the Top and Hats theme, um, which of course we didn't get oh, yes. often later on. Um, but this is a nice. No, and and then it changes in like season five or six. Yeah, season five, it's completely. I realized the ones in the early season. And season season I four, they had different the a different synthesizer, so it has a different sound to it. It's not quite the same, but. Um, right. But yeah, still, it's interesting that Thomas is. You know, again, th- this is an example of them putting Thomas in an episode where obviously he 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 wasn't in the railway series, but that's okay. Um, not not a big right. deal, but. Um, no. And I particularly remember a promotional image on a VHS or um, something like that featuring that, that shot of Thomas and Percy. I can't remember which one that was. Maybe have been on the back rem- of, a, of a VHS, but... Um, I vaguely remember too. And, and, and the picture of Dutch outside of the barbershop, but with his face still all lathered up, was used as the cover for the Buzzbook version of A Close Shape. Right. So, well, that is the Duck and Diesel trilogy. Uh, all in all, like I said, it these are some of my favorite episodes of season two. Not necessarily the best ever episodes, I would say, but definitely some excellent episodes, and they introduce us to one of my favorite villains of the season. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, D- Diesel's a great character. Um, expanding upon Duck's character, it's great. Um, and I, nice. um, uh, yeah, just uh, one of Audrey's best books, I would say. Um, in yes. terms of overall inventiveness in the story ideas, uh, because this book, of course, also contained Dumbless Engines, which we'll get to in season three. Right. Um, another one of these books that was broken up across seasons, um, but that's okay. It's not a big which deal. Seems to be, which seems to which seems to be, except for the Edward quad that we had towards the beginning of the series, uh, it seems to be a running theme for season two. Is that season two features a lot of episodes where they were they featured some parts of the railway series books but then they don't feature the rest of them. And then they were either completed in season three or more than more often than not season four. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I mean, looking through this here, branch line engines, we have the first three stories or I'm sorry, the first uh, right. two stories and then bullseye bullseyes the is the third story. And then we have Percy's predicament bullseyes wasn't until season four and then mainline engines. Right. We have, uh, the disease or wrong road and Edward's exploit, Edward's exploit, but right. Buzz Buzz, of course, was saved till season three. And then tramway mm-hmm. engines, we have Ghost Train and Wooly Bear, but no Mavis or Toby's tightrope. Um, and and I would assume that the Mavis um, situation was due to budget constraints, um, not in, I would not including so. another another character. Um, and also, um, well, well, this episode, this season was already running into budgetary issues without Mavis because, you know, they had to strap an entire up ep- two entire episodes uh, because making the model of uh, the big city engine or the foreign engine, whatever you want to call them was proving to be a bit more than they thought it would be. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, but of course, you know, Gordon, Gordon goes foreign. Um, the story is so 
uh, England-centric that it would it not... And I would imagine at this time, even though the idea of Shining Time Station hadn't come up yet, um, that would still be three years away at this time. Right. Um, the idea that they would be trying to sell this series to other markets, I'm sure, had come up. Um, and so sure. the thought that they would do an episode that would be so centric around this very um, these three particular British stations um i just wouldn't fly um and and right it wouldn't make any sense and honestly it's more of a it's such a dialogue driven story um and not an action driven story that i don't think it it would have translated as well to uh to the series um as it was going forward and there are some episodes in season two that are very dialogue based that don't really work yes um as well that's very and true. Are a little bit boring because they do not feature a whole lot of um, a whole lot of action. It's honestly surprising that Wrong Road made it through, considering that it's again it, it's kind of something that all relies on narration. You know, they miss this train, yes. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Similar to Gordon Goes Foreign or um, The Missing Coach would have been the exact same thing. It would have been all narration explaining The Missing Coach is super wordy. what would have been going super on. Wordy. So it, it would not have really worked. Oh, yeah. it, it wouldn't have made any sense. And um, ultimately, I think right. they made the best choice. Um, I know that might be slightly yes. controversial in the fandom, but I believe that they made totally. the best choices to eliminate Gordon Goes Foreign and The Missing Coach uh, from the, I would... from the, uh, the TV series canon. I, I would have to agree. As much as it would have been nice to see Gordon Joe's foreign realized on TV, and as nice as it would have seen been to see the missing coach, I think we ended up, you know, better off the way we got this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's just my opinion, of course. Uh, you know, the fact that we've found so much footage, or I know not footage, but pictures. The fact that we have so many pictures of the missing coach is kind of a miracle in itself because in except for a few promotional shots most of those photos should never really have gone anywhere because they were just you know production photos uh i know a few of them for donald and douglas or douglas in specific were used as promotional stills but like i said we're lucky to have what little we have of the missing coach honestly oh absolutely and it's great that um that because of the Random House books and the Buzz books and um, and any other books, um, the photos by Terry Perman right. um, that were featured in those books were all, you know, they weren't usually screenshots. They were individual photos taken. Um, and so lots right. of alternate angles and, and various things. And it, it's quite interesting. Um, it's it's a treasure hunt for us Thomas fans. Um, yeah. And it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, to be able to, to be able to do that, so um, it's it's great, great fun, and uh, but uh, definitely. But anyway, that was the Duck and Diesel trilogy, and we hope that, that you enjoyed it. Um, and uh, we'll can uh, you know keep on listening to us here at the Talking Thomas podcast. Um, this is of course a a very unique uh, a unique situation that we're in currently, um, a unique time. So um, stay safe and. Uh, Please do. Please uh, take a look at our Spotify page, Talking Thomas. Um, 
on Anchor, our, our main home there. Um, and then you can find us on Twitter at Talking Thomas One, on Facebook, Talking Thomas. Um, and that's where you can yep. um, listen to our hours and hours of content now. Um, we've been doing this since last September, so um, we have uh, many yes. episodes out there, and we'll have many, many more in the future. Um, we'll be covering some more Thomas episodes, Shining Time Station, Tugs in the future as well, and um, and lots right. of other things in the pipeline, so uh, stay tuned. There, There's a lot of great stuff coming up, and I should mention because you're right we did start doing this back in september we have now been we have now been out uh as a podcast for six months absolutely yeah and so uh it's it's a lot of fun it's going to continue to be a lot of fun and we're going to continue bringing you some great content and we hope that you'll continue to enjoy listening uh you know and uh, look out for more things from edward james and the boys who fiddle on his footplate I mean, the Talking Thomas podcast. And so we will see you next time.